0: hello and welcome to the first day in football show i'm your host tobias brown folks we're back with another interview today today i've got bobby fralick with me bobby thanks for hopping on today man how you doing
1: i'm doing fantastic thanks for having me
0: yeah for sure so bobby um kind of crazy story your your football journey is truly a remarkable one Obviously played at Wittenberg University. Um, but high school, you played for a powerhouse, Cincinnati LaSalle. Did you guys yes. do win like three state titles while you were there?
1: Yes, my sophomore year was our first state championship ever. And then since then, our my junior and senior year, we went on to one state. So what was that was it was awesome. Like,
0: what was it like being a part of you know that type of atmosphere starting out sophomore year of high school?
1: It was it was different. It's a bunch of like it's atmosphere that people don't really get to experience playing football, especially high school football. Uh, Coming from a powerhouse like LaSalle or like their conference the GCL, you get all these big time names. um, But I play with some big time players as well. People that are in front of me, people that are behind me against people. And then playing at Ohio State, it was was unreal as well up there and just having a packed house to watch high school football. It's it's, It's different for sure.
0: You know, when you alluded to something, people in front of you, you know, one thing I think people hear, you know, college QB, now pro QB, they assume you probably, you know, what, four or 5,000 yards in high school, but you were never the number one guy in high school because of the guys you played in front of. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, what it was like, you know, game week for you? Obviously you were mentally preparing for potentially having to play, but what's game week look like when you're the backup?
1: So as I guess it would start – I guess my really my freshman year at LaSalle, I was maybe five, a 120 pounds. I would, was a late bloomer. And then sophomore year, I started shooting up. And then junior and senior year, I got a – I was like, I just started hitting the weight room. I started hitting the weight room, drinking protein shakes. and so I started – my body started changing, started gaining weight. And then next thing you know, I was competing for a spot my senior year. But then playing behind someone that's been playing since freshman year, my junior year. His name's Nick Watson. He went on to Tiffin University, broke a bunch of records there as a, as a backup, I just had to be ready at any moment. My senior junior started over top of me. we played against St. X. If if anyone knows what St. X is is a, our starter went down for one play. We were losing. I went in third and 10. I threw a first down. Starter went back in. We went on to win that game. So it's, you just gotta be ready at all times. You never know what's going to happen when your number is going to be called. It's, Got to be on game mode twenty four
0: seven. You know, and our fans who are familiar with our show, we actually had Nick on earlier in the year. Um, one of the more impressive collegiate careers you'll ever see from yes. a touchdown standpoint. So, mm-hmm. knowing that that was the talent you played with right there tells us, you know, what a you know stacked locker room that high school had to have been mm-hmm. like. But you didn't end in high school. You went on to Wittenberg. What was it? What was the recruiting process like? You know. We think about having huddle film and whatnot, but like you said, it might have been a play here, a play there. So what was the recruiting process like for you?
1: Yeah, so I didn't really have a bunch of film in high school, as you just heard. I didn't really start. I was a backup two, three years in a row, and it was just no film, a little scrap time at the end of the game, just hand the ball off, running the ball, and I was never a big runner in high school. I was slow, is what they would say. I, was, I wasn't a fast runner. And uh, I always told myself I always want to play college football, whether what. D1, D2, D3, I was like, not a lot of people play college football. So I was like, I want to play, don't know where. I wanted Everyone in high school thinks I want to go to like UC, Ohio State, Alabama, all those big name schools. And for me, I, I didn't get the chance. I had teams from D3 look at me, some D2 schools, and it was just I was one of the only guys that got looked at for D3 or D2. Everyone else on our team was going D1. We had someone go to Louisville someone go to Yale, UC. It was just insane amount of D1 coaches coming in. And for me, the recruiting process, Wittenberg came down, looked at me once, liked my size, and said we could come up for a visit. We could def- definitely develop you into a better player. I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. Went up there, fell in love with it. So ever since then, I just love Wittenberg, and they did develop me into a good quarterback and an even better person. So.
0: And most definitely, Wittenberg, you know, was reading up on some of the quarterbacks who have come through Wittenberg. and you don't go there and start right away. It looks like kind of the tradition at Wittenberg is you're going to go, you're going to sit for a couple of years, but when you do get your shot, it looks like you guys took, you know, each of the quarterbacks who came before you and you yourself take advantage of it. What was, what was it like playing at Wittenberg? So at Wittenberg,
1: my, it was, it's almost like they were a winning team. So I wanted to pick a team coming from a We a winning program. I want to pick a winning program. I don't, I hate losing more than I like winning. And it's just, so I picked Wittenberg and they've, have a winning streak and going there and playing behind Jake Kennedy was his name. When I first came in, he went overseas and played over in Europe. He did really well. Um, then our, our head coach, our, our offensive coordinator went to Wittenberg as well. Quarterback there has records. Jake had records and just backing him up and going under the wing of coach flow coach Florence. It was just amazing. I learned a lot, just becoming a man and also in the game of football, it was, it was an unreal experience.
0: You know, in your story is a lot of perseverance. Like we talked about, you were a backup, but when you did get the shot, it didn't come without a little bit of adversity, the knee injuries early on. And, you know, what, where does that adversity, that toughness come from?
1: Uh, I guess you hear football players talk about their why, and like why they play football, why they're out there day in and day out, sweating, bleeding, crying and whatnot. Uh, it just comes back to like why I'm doing it. I mean, in high school, no one really believed in me. I've heard coaches say, you're not, You're probably not going to play. You should just go to college and just go to school. I was like, I want to play. So just proving the doubters wrong is I just keep pushing ahead. I, I think to myself why I'm there, and that's why I'm there. I just got to prove people wrong. A lot of people prove wrong. And just when, a, when adversity knocks on the door, you, you just come answering.
0: You know, and you continue to prove people wrong. After Wittenberg, you went on to play a little pro ball this past year in the champions yes. indoor football league. Um, yes. Our fans were familiar with that. We've had a couple of guys from the Omaha beef on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely respect the champions indoor football league. So tell us a little bit, how did you get connected there with them?
1: So my senior year at Wittenberg, I didn't, I was splitting time with the starter. I got hurt in camp. And then they had a, the COVID whole COVID situation happened then. So the freshmen had a little bit more time to go through camp, learn a bit of the playbook and they, I think they wanted to develop him as well. So I only got some scrap time. He got hurt. I got hurt. It was on and off. Then towards the end of the season, he started playing. And then afterwards, I was thinking, I was like, I might just go work where I can continue working this dream. I mean, I had a goal set. I do play college football. Now I want to play throw football. I mean, just keep setting goals for myself. So I got in contact with the agent. I was actually planning on going overseas to play. And I was like, I kind of just want to stay in the States. And then my agent talked to – um South Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota, indoor, uh, Marshalls, the indoor football team. And ever since then, I I played three games with them. I got hurt in my third game. I tore my MCL, but I'm fully cleared, ready to go. Nothing's holding me back. I, I, I feel great.
0: You know, when you came out swinging, I believe their first preseason game, you went five for five for three touchdowns and even ran one in. So, uh,
1: yes, yes.
0: Showed some of those coaches that, hey, you can run a little bit. So, yes, yes. What was what was that like being the guy at the pro level?
1: It was it was an unreal experience. It was it was something I've never felt before. I mean, in college, you get that feeling of starting. But once you get paid to play a game you love since you were a kid, is it's just Amazing. It's it's a great experience. And you go to a state that no one knows who you are. Like I'm from Cincinnati, one knows who I am. I mean, you hear my name, like oh, he went to La Saddle, he went to Wittenberg. But going to a state where no one knows your name and there's kids cheering you on, it's it's just it's it's a great feeling. I just plan on keep moving ahead. Hopefully the XFL or someone picks me up and it's just I keep living that experience. it's amazing. You know,
0: and you talked about continuing to live the experience, you know, playing in champions indoor. You were available in the USFL draft, now available in the XFL draft. What's that process like, you know, in between and getting ready, staying ready for the next opportunity?
1: Uh, it's, it's definitely a grind. You have a little grit to you. It's, it's day in, day out, 25-8. It's, it's, you have to be a different breed. You have to have a different mentality. You got to push your body to some places that you, you've, you've never pushed your body to before. You got to be mentally tough, physically tough, and just in shape. I'm going through some workouts right now for the XFL workout and it's I'm, I'm pushing my body to its limits and beyond its limits. It's, it's definitely, you have to trust the process 100% trust the process.
0: You know, and I want to talk a little bit about the talent you you've played with throughout your career. We, you know, we hit on LaSalle, definitely played with some talent there, but at Wittenberg, you talked about some of the quarterbacks, you know, on this show, we like to tell people there's some serious talent at the D three level. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about some of the talent you either played with or against that people need to familiarize themselves with?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I played with, like I said, my freshman year, Jake Kennedy was a starting quarterback. Uh, kind of took me under his wing. Uh, I didn't hang out with any of the freshman quarterbacks. I wanted to learn the playbook as quick as possible, learn how, what the coaches want to see from a quarterback. So I hung out with him the whole time. Uh, he was a great influence, great quarterback. And now he's coaching high school, coaching kids to become the person he is today. Uh my roommate, I was roommates with him for four years. His name's Jordan Berkey from Columbus. He's from Columbus, Ohio. He's a, uh, one of the hardest working athletes I've, I've ever played with. Uh, so he played safety, but he might've been one of the strongest dudes on the team. He was mentally tough. If he was hurt, he wasn't coming out unless there was a bone popping out. He just had that dog mentality. And then playing against people, um, probably the toughest person I've played against, I would have to say is the Wabash quarterback. Liam Thompson he's a he's the real deal yeah I think he's going to be a senior this year he's just a little undersized but he he can run the ball he can throw the ball he's he's definitely a field general and I'm excited I'm going up to the Wittenberg well best game at Wittenberg this year and I'm excited to see that game
0: you know and talking about the Champions Indoor League you know a lot of people think well what's you know what is indoor football like you know we've watched a little arena football throughout the years but Watching you guys play champions indoor versus what we maybe see on a Sunday in the NFL, the rules, the pre-tap motion, the different things the receivers can do. can you talk about the difference going from the outdoor field to the indoor field?
1: it's it's completely different. Like I was going through the reads, I was going through my time, my timing's completely it's gotta be quicker. it's my coach is like, you gotta get the whole outdoor game out of your head. And I was like, you gotta adapt. And I think I've adapted pretty well playing three and a half games, I guess. Preseason, only played half game, but uh, the pre-snap motions, it's definitely towards the offense. The game's an offense advantage game, and you play against some good players on defense. The defense is, they had to throw their hand up if they were blitzing for, I guess, I don't know, I guess for safety reasons. I'm not sure, but it was, it's almost like a bunch of warriors just fighting. Like, I don't know if you've seen American Underdog. Kurt Warner said it's a bunch of warriors just inside of arena, just fighting each other, and it's it's an awesome experience.
0: So after that, you like you said, you played three and a half games, tear the MCL. What's that rehab process been like for you?
1: It was it it was tough physically and mentally for sure. I thought I'd never get my knee back to the same knee I hurt in college. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get back to this, and I have goals set, but it was a long process. It was from I want to say March, April till I want to say a month ago. I just, I just got over it. It's been, I'm fully cleared. I feel good. But during the process, I was, I was hurting. There's some things I couldn't do that I could do before my hamstrings were all tight. My knee was tight. I couldn't squat as much. I couldn't run. It was just, it, it was a tough process, but it definitely worked me out mentally to where I definitely can do it. I can push myself. If I push myself, I will be fine. And it's now I feel on top of the world. I'm going through these workouts, running, pushing sleds, doing battle ropes, just, taking names and it's 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 awesome
0: you know you talked about the opportunities upcoming we talked about you being an xfl draft prospect can you touch on some of the opportunities you have whether it be the xfl or any other opportunities coming your way right now
1: so uh a few arena teams have contacted my agent as well but we've been holding off on that since this xfl workouts coming up i'm i'm working towards that that's my main goal right now is just to even get in the draft pool. I'm not in the draft pool yet. It's just I have a workout. And, like, hopefully I even get into discussion. I was in the USFL discussion for a little bit. Unfortunately, I was undrafted, and hopefully maybe someone calls. But hopefully this XFL workout goes well. I show up, take names, and I ball out, and people don't forget my name, and it'll be I'm just ready to go.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And that's, you know, I want to switch gears a little bit to what you as a player bring, you know. You talked about how you were undersized in high school. You definitely uh, got some size to you now. believe what, yes. about 6'4", 220? 6'5",
1: uh, i 235.
0: That's, and that is – folks, if you have a quarterback who's 6'5", 235, the things you can do, that's uh, Josh Allen right there pretty yes. much. Yes. So what, what do you bring? What is your game style? What, what separates you from some of the other quarterbacks that are out there?
1: So definitely I think my size is one of them. I talked about in high school I wasn't a big runner – Ever since high school, never started to start college, I started working on my speed, agility, acceleration, and I started getting faster. And so my size running at a fast speed is, is dangerous on the field because it's not just, you have to pretend the DBs have to drop in coverage, but linebackers have to stay where they are just in case I scramble. And it's, I think I bring a little bit of both to it. I'm, I'm kind of a field general, that's what I'd say. I don't want to pound myself on the my back, but I'm a field general. I like taking charge out there, putting people in the right position, make plays and my motto since college my coach told me he said you're a playmaker but get the ball in the playmaker's hands you don't have to run the ball every time throw to your receivers and that's what they get paid to do and I was like that's what I do now
0: so you know and I you know people think with quarterbacks it's all about the arm strength the speed but there's a lot off the field you guys have to know the playbook in and out you have to be able to read a defense can you talk about your off-field preparation specifically in the film room what's that look like for you
1: the film room is a, is a job in itself. Uh, you spend hours and hours in there just going over film, trying to see any hints you can get from the defense, what what they kind of give, uh, whether it's critiquing the defense or critiquing yourself. I'll watch film from practice and games over and over and over again, make notes so I never make that mistake again. And that's something else I bring on. I'm a very coachable player. If I make that mistake once, I'm most likely not going to make it again. And it's from watching film, preparation. So... When I get to games, people are like, you get those nerves. I'm, I'm no nervousness. It's just more excitement. I'm just, I'm just ready to go. It's, so the film room is very, very important when it comes to being a quarterback mentally for the game. You, it just slows you down and slows the game down a lot, knowing what defense is going to do.
0: You know, and one thing I try to tell people is when you take a shot on a D3 prospect and you take a guy who played Division three football, the one thing that folks have to understand is D3 guys don't get athletic scholarships. You guys are truly playing for the love of the game at that level. So when you take a shot on a D3 guy at the professional level, you already have a guy who just truly loves the game of football. And if you have that, you can mold everything else there, in my opinion.
1: Yes, I I totally agree.
0: You know, and I want to ask you, because I think, you know, you touched on it earlier. A lot of the guys you went to high school with played D1 or D2. You know, Nick went to Tiffin. You had – Another guy in front of you, I believe, went to Louisville, I think played safety there. Yes. So, what would you tell a high schooler who was in a similar position as you? Dreamed of going to go into Cincinnati, Ohio State, Bama, but D3 is all that came coming. What would you tell a high schooler who was in your shoes?
1: Trust, trust the process. Trust the process. If you set goals for yourself and you want to achieve them, you, you definitely can achieve them. Don't worry about where the, what the D1 guy's doing. Don't worry about the D2 guys doing. Don't worry about what you're doing. Sit live in the moment. If you love the game of football, go wherever they give you a chance to play. And whether it's, if you're a quarterback or if you're a running back receiver, DB, whatever, any position, if you don't play your freshman year on your position, go to special teams, get on the field as quick as possible and just show what you got. Once you see that coaches will see it like, wow, this guy wants to play. And then next thing you know, you'll be on the travel squad. Next thing you know, you're starting. That's how I was. I was scout team freshman year, scout team player of the year. And week five or six I started traveling just what I was doing and on the scout team what I was doing on JV games but do not be scared to go to D3. D3 is strictly for the love of the game and there are some good good players in D3 it's it's definitely underlooked. Uh, I've had D1 players that went D1 now they're not playing anymore and it's and I'm still playing from our class. I want to say me and our running back that graduates me are the only ones that are still playing for my class and there's a bunch of people that could be in the league right now.
0: You know, and we just got a few more questions for you, Bobby. We thank you for coming on, man. It's been an absolute blast. Yes, it has been awesome. I want to ask you, we talked about film. Is there anyone that you try to mold your game after any QBs that when you're watching film, you're like, Oh, I want to take a bit of that. Or anyone that you
1: try to mirror. So when I was a kid, I used to run around in the Brett Favre Jersey with green Bay. That was my favorite quarterback growing up. But nowadays, I started looking at Josh Allen. I started looking at him. I looked it up. I was like, I saw myself gain a little bit of weight, but like muscle-wise, I was like, I don't know. I usually play at 220, 225. I'm like, I'm 235 right now. I looked it up. I was like, me and Josh Allen are the same height and weight. So I was like, maybe I should just mold it after him. But then again, I I don't want to play after somebody. I I want to be the first Bobby Frey. I don't want to be the second Josh Allen, second Tom Brady, even though they each have, I mean, Tom Brady's a field general. He has the... He just a leader on the, on the field and off the field. Josh Allen does the same thing. It's, I want to be the first. I don't want to be a second Bob, Josh Allen, second time Brady, first Bobby Fraylor.
0: And I want to ask you, you can talk to a high school quarterback. If you could talk to that high school quarterback, what would you tell them the most important things are to focus on if they want to play at the next level?
1: Be coachable. Be coachable. Be able to take criticism. If a coach is yelling at you, he's not yelling at you because he hates you. I, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've happened to me. I've been in film where the whole film session I'm getting yelled at. Even if I'm not in the play, I'm still getting yelled at. You just have to take everything to the chin. If the coach is yelling, he wants you to get better. Take notes during film. If you did something wrong, write it down. If you did something good, find something you did wrong. Write it down. Next So the next time you go out there, you do it even better. You're never going to be 100%. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. is what they say. You're going to you can always get better in position. Your technique can always get better. You can always be faster, always be stronger. So just keep working, be coachable.
0: And then I want to ask you follow up to that. Favorite football memory. You've played high school at the highest level. College, you've played for a winning program. And now at the pro level, favorite football memory.
1: And there's, there's a bunch of football memories. I mean, from when I was young, playing in middle school, grade school to playing in high school. I mean, winning state championship was fun and all, uh, playing at Ohio State, even though I didn't play, I was on the side, but just being there was awesome. But I would say probably my best moment was, I would say college when I got to play, I was, we were playing Ohio Wesleyan and we were down I think, two points with two minutes to go. I had a messed up AC joint, but I continued to go in. Did a two-minute drill. Went down, set us up a field goal, For the game-winning field goal. Went down, he hit it. We won the game with just seconds to go, and it was just an amazing feeling. It wasn't a championship, wasn't anything, but it was just just a little moment like that it means a lot. And also, another moment would be like an off-season workout. Just waking up at 5 a.m. with nothing but your brothers next to you. I mean, just grinding, sweating, is lifting weights, running throwing up if you have to, it's just, it's, it's a grind. And it's one of the best feelings ever. Once it's over, I went up to college. and I was like, man, I I wish I could be back and waking up at 5am with you guys, but now it's on them. So definitely probably the workouts in the morning, there's winter workouts and spring ball, great moments.
0: And final question. If a team gives you the call, if the team takes that shot, they bring Bobby Fralick in to be the quarterback of their franchise. What are they getting?
1: (laughs) They're getting someone that wants to play the game, not for a paycheck, just because he loves the game. And I, I, I want to be the toughest guy on the field, toughest guy to ever play the game of football. Uh, I have the slogan while I'm going through training. It's taking souls. I want to take souls while I'm out on the football field. Put people in shock and awe, make their jaw drop that I, I, I am the guy. I'm, I'm going to be the next Hall of Famer. I, I, I want to bring that to a city.
0: And, Bobby, I think you're well on your way, man. We thank you for coming on. If I could say one thing, that warrior mentality, it permeates just talking to you, man. Don't lose it. We wish you the best Uh. of luck. Folks, that's Bobby Fralick, current free agent quarterback, former Wittenberg University quarterback. That's all we've got for you guys. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Until next time, take care and have a good one.